Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I'm old enough to remember the first time that we had to ask ourselves, wait, is this Joe Flacco guy good? Joining me as always this week is my co-host Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I always knew that Joe Flacco was a majestic creature from the University of Delaware. So, University of Delaware is a great callback for <laughs> such a <laughs> interesting character now. What, is he, what are they, the, like the Blue Hens? That sounds about right. I could, yeah, I think that's correct. <laughs> so we'll get to that later. We'll talk some more about Flacco because he's involved in a line this week that I like again. He's just really a mystery to me in terms of how any of it is happening. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and talk about our own teams, obviously. Let's get the Lions and the Bears discussion out of the way. So the Lions picked up another win and with in doing so, clinched the NFC North for the first time since... Forever. Ever. First time ever. Congratulations. Ring the bell, buddy. <laughs> it's very exciting. I, it is. Yeah, it, it is. I've never, I, I've never been so excited for a Lions team. You know, it's it's a little bittersweet when uh, Nick Mullins throws for like 400 yards on your team. It's kind of disorienting, but also four interceptions. So I guess that's good. Yeah, as someone who had the Lions minus three in that game, I'm a little concerned that he threw four <laughs> interceptions and the Lions still only won by six. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, one of them was like a fourth and two, and we got the interception where we should have just batted it down, so it actually was like a 30-yard punt. Okay. So, does that make you feel better? I mean, I guess a little bit. It's a, it's the and then the still plus three turnover-wise. Then the fourth interception put us in a kneel-down mode, and we lost a fumble. So, like, in terms of, like, actual game-changing turnovers, I think we're only plus one. Yeah. Oh, there should be a stat for that, like, adjusted turnover. Like, context. Like, yeah. adjusted turnover margin. Because, yeah, it, it, it seems like we're plus three, but... Yeah, to your credit, the... When I said I was going to take the Lions minus three, you didn't tell me not to, but you did say, you know, the Vikings have Justin Jefferson playing, <laughs> and we can't yeah. do anything against number one wide receivers. <laughs> And maybe that's really the explanation for the whole thing because he went six catches for 141 yards. Uh, and he looked, yeah, he looked unbelievable. Um, and like Jordan Addison went out, Hawkinson went out, and then we made KJ Osborne look like Jordan Addison. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all around rough, rough game for like a, a team where the defense is like kind of riding high because they had the four interceptions and i'm kind of like we're talking about nick nick mullins here yeah, like, i don't know how excited we should really be it, it's rough I, I have to always remember like divisional fuckery is a thing you know we dismantled the broncos last week i think everything i need to know about the lions i'm gonna learn this week right like going yes. to dallas like and it's it's a it's a really a fun game narratively. Like the the Lions, I think, have a better record on the road actually than they do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dallas is like the best team at home, so it's considerably be better home fun. than road. Yep. Yeah, but I'm worried about CD Lamb just dropping a bomb on us. Yeah, so so I'm going back through the play-by-play now for the Lions-Vikings game, and on the first drive of the game, the Vikings threw a pass to Justin Jefferson that gained eight yards, and they didn't go back to him again until the drive right before halftime, <laughs> at which point they hit him for 22 yards, got forced into a third and 19, hit him for 29 yards, <laughs> got a pass interference flag from the 26, mm-hmm. and then went right back to him on first and 10 from the 26 Boom. and got a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't, maybe maybe they should have stuck with that plan right from the jump instead of going away from it for a few drives there. Yeah, I don't know if he, the Lions are the worst team, and this has like kind of been my whole life, except uh, like sometimes like in 2014 their defense was good but third and long is like it's almost better for the lions to be in like third and six third and 17 it's like eh, here comes 18 to 25 yards like just put it in the book and that defense it's still like that like we had a at the end of the game we had like we had a sack fumble that for inexplicably one of our ends tried to scoop instead of falling on and it put the Vikings in third and 27. They got 28 yards on the next play. <laughs> I was like, wow. I don't know if it was Osborne or Jefferson. Yeah. Um, I think like to Yikes. your point about the about the Lions defense, like maybe not being too happy about this performance in the aftermath of it. I think that this sequence here can really sum up what you're talking about just based on some of the names involved. So in the third quarter... 
Detroit has a lead by two, 23 to 21. And here's your play of play. Ty Chandler, right tackle for two yards on your first and 10 play. On second and eight, Nick Mullins throws incomplete deep left to someone named Jay Munt. Of course, Joel Munt. (laughs) Was not familiar with him to begin. No, that's a a party down reference. Oh, okay. (laughs) Makes more sense. And then on third and eight, they dial up Nick Mullins' pass short left to C.J. Ham. Oh, old C.J. Ham, of course. Which only gets them six yards, and they end up punting. So, yeah, you know, look, it's still a win, and that's great. But, yeah, like you said, maybe maybe tell the defense to continue working. Maybe they're not quite quite there yet. It's, cra- it's crazy because it's like, then you're, you look at it, and you're like, okay, he threw for 400 yards. Like, maybe, like, you know, they had him, like, sucking him in on play action. No, dude, they rushed for 17 yards. The Vikings rushed for 17 yards in that game. So, Nick Mullins is just... <laughs> Just dropping back and throwing bombs. I see the sequence you're talking about now. This is incredible. I didn't watch <laughs> the, that last drive at Minnesota. Nick Mullins sacked at the Minnesota 24 for negative nine yards. Touched at the Minnesota 21. Recovered by Justin Jefferson at the Minnesota 16, which brings up third and 27, at yeah. which point they hit Justin Jefferson for 28. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, it's over, man. And then I think they threw the pick on the next play to the iffy. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. it's wild stuff. And it's like, not, it's crazy because it's like there are pieces. I don't, there's something like schematically has, oh, our, our outside corner play is bad. Our safeties are good. Like our linebackers are pretty good. In, definitely in run, probably not so much in pass, I would guess. But it's like our outside corners must just be dog shit. Like, there's yeah because it, or it's schematically fucked there's like you, right because it's crazy i it is it's a bizarre thing and we can't get in any pass rush so there's that also so we can't rush and we i mean you know you can't cover for seven seconds so yep nobody can yep. it doesn't matter you can be fucking sauce gardener can't cover for seven seconds yeah to your point i think this is going to be a good test for them this week because i don't put dallas quite in that top top tier like along with the san francisco's the baltimore's obviously stuff like that but i think they are in that next tier down so i think this is a good opportunity to find out like hey are we yeah in that group or are we still a step away because it's like i feel like if we if we keep it closed within a score going Mm -hmm. in like to end the game i'm like okay are we gonna beat san francisco probably not but we'd have a fighter's chance i mean if we get molly whopped i'm kind of just like mm, let's go let's go try to beat the rams at home and roll the yeah. dice in philly and then you know get molly whopped by the niners <laughs> like, right. Right? Like, but if we win this one then it's like philly has to come to us and i think if philly is in detroit we're just gonna put 65 on Matt Patricia's dumb fucking defense. And then, you know, yeah. probably go to San Francisco and get Molly Wild. <laughs> yeah, I was really glad that we spent as much time as we did last week talking about Matt Patricia because at the last minute, I decided to switch my pick from <laughs> Eagles minus 13.5 to Giants plus 13.5. Felt good about that. I was that. like, you know what? I just... I just can't buy it that Matt Patricia is gonna do gonna succeed in that situation, and I was right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like narratively, we were talking about we were like, okay, Tommy Cutlass is gonna get like destroyed here, mm-hmm. and like that is what happened. Yep. And but then Tyrod came in and didn't throw picks and take insane sacks. The Eagles throw a pick six. I don't know. It's just kind of a crazy. It's a weird game, but yeah, nice one. Yeah, Matt Patricia's involved, right? Just just bet against them. That's a, I think that's a good a good lesson. Honestly, though. Yeah, I think so. The other thing that I, I think with this Lions Cowboys matchup that's kind of interesting is the Lions. I was going to say they've only really gotten thumped once this year, and that was that Ravens game. Oh, I kind of forgot that the Bears won. They lost by fifteen. Got them. But that. But again, that was a really weird one that we talked about, where like they scored the thir- thirteen points real quick in the second quarter, and then just and like they, never got it going yeah, again. Punt, punted like seven times in the second yeah. half. But it seems to me like the teams they've struggled with are actually the better running teams as opposed to the better passing teams, which is odd given everything we've talked about. So I would say if there's a, a run, like usually teams that can run, but also have a quarterback that can run, that's the team oh. that that team's going to get you every sure. single time. Sure. They cannot, for whatever reason, figure out a mobile quarterback. That's why it's good. It's going to be weird because Dak, while he is kind of mobile in the pocket, they don't like to like actually run with him because he's not right. super fast. He's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to run with him either. He runs a little more this year than yeah. you know, the last yeah. two years because of his, you know, exploded leg, but... 
Yeah, he's not like he's not your scary open field no. runner where you're like, oh shit, Dax out there, you know? Yeah, like a guy like like Hertz, uh, Lamar, mm-hmm. obviously Fields it gives the Lions nightmares. Yep. every time. Even a even a dude like Love can give him right. fits. Right. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. That'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. Uh, my Bears also came away with the win last week against Cats Cardinals. I know they fucking. I picked the cards, man. I picked As did them to I. Cover. And that's probably why they they couldn't pull it off, right? Yeah, I, I gotta just, I just gotta stop with them. I just gotta leave them alone. Just let them do their thing. <laughs> they allowed twenty six point eight yards per reception to Cole Komet. Oh my god! On how many catches? Four. So he had a, he had a fifty three yarder. So oh. he still had what fifty four yards then on the remaining three catches. Oh my that's goodness! A, that's pretty deep for Cole Komet. It's a pretty healthy YPC. Yep. And Fields played perfectly fine. Not really much of note there. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the classic Justin Fields game at this point, I think. He's just above 50% completion percentage, one touchdown, one pick, nine carries for almost 100 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, it's the Justin Fields experience, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's rough for him because there's not like a true barometer for that skill set, I don't think. Like, I don't think you can value it correctly. So, I mean, what do you, yeah, what do you say about it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've seen like that archetype yeah. play out for that long, really. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably have to go back a long time. Like, look at guys like Dutch Clark. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, that era, where it's like they, they turn the ball over more, but, like, they ran for, like, a running back did, mm-hmm. and they threw the big plays. And, like, so I guess if you want, I mean, that'd be interesting to kind of bring that type of football back. Like, <laughs> man, yeah. imagine if Matt Eberflus was, like, interesting or fun and, like, was watching <laughs> film from, like, you know, whoever's offensive coordinator is, like, watching film from, like, you know, I don't know, 1935, if it exists. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that is something to imagine, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the thing with Fields, right, and so now I think all the focus has shifted to what what do you do with Fields and what do you do with the draft picks. With the Patriots win, the Panthers are almost certainly going to get the number one pick. I think there's still an outside chance if they, like, win out and the Patriots lose out that the Patriots would get the number one pick. Watch out, Jags. But, you know... When when people have asked me the question of what I want them to do, I think that because of what we talked about with Fields, to me, it all comes down to the price tag. Mm. Like, what I definitely don't want them to do is give him the Daniel Jones deal. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. Like, he's not... He hasn't shown that he's worth that kind of investment. But if he's willing to come back on a more team-friendly deal than that, then I think you could make a good case. And I wouldn't mind seeing them instead draft someone like a Marvin Harrison Jr. or beef up the offensive line or something like that with those two premium picks and see what they can do from there. Yeah, I mean, it's... it kind of makes you wish that a dude like Anthony Richardson could have played the whole season. Yes. I think his first few games, you kind of saw what maybe like, you know, it, it seemed like Steichen was really kind of leaning into his skill set a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's a little bit similar to Fields. Yeah, I'm actually stunned that Fields hasn't gotten hurt yet because I feel like he gets blasted at least a few times a game. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's, yeah. Uh, now that we're talking about it, we're kind of saying this stuff. It feels like they're just going to do I mean, I think they will too. And I think it goes back to our earlier conversation earlier this season about it's not done in a bubble, right? It's not done in a vacuum. The GM is going to look at it and say, hey, if I draft yeah. one of these quarterbacks, they're going to give me at least three more years exactly. to see this play out. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. There's almost no way they try to keep it going, which is a bummer. But, you know, and he probably won't. Get a a fair shake for another few years, so that kind of sucks for him. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I do think, like, like I said, I think I've seen enough encouraging signs from him that I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a more moderate deal. Especially looking around the NFL, and you know, sure, you have your you have your Patrick Mahomes, you have your Lamar Jackson, you have your Josh Allen, but I think you're seeing a lot of other teams build success by building out the rest of the roster, and then not only hoping for that to elevate the quarterback position, but then also making yourself a target for quarterbacks who might be looking for that opportunity. So like the Seahawks, um, the Lions even. I mean, you think about the lions they seemed like they were in you know in absolute disarray when they made the trade for golf and you they've hit on some draft picks quite nicely and you see like what impact that's had on golf and how well the offense is playing and you go like oh okay that's a different route than you know 
trying to bottom out for multiple years so that you get the generational QB because there's certainly no guarantee that that quarterback they draft is going to be that guy for sure and I think like people you know I think Holmes really just you know bought Goff at like a bargain price essentially Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like Stafford wanted to get out so you know I mean that's the guy that was involved with him and it's like you know it's it's hard to manufacture something like getting rid of Matthew Stafford yeah yeah yeah, for sure definitely got got lucky and hit on a ton of drafts and drive draft picks and turn you know yeah it's definitely some good fortune some good picks never i never i mean this it's it's new to me <laughs> yeah yeah it's an interesting feeling right i'm definitely i don't I'm definitely not used to it yeah and like so fields is last year is next year like to me yep. what's gonna happen is no one's gonna trade for him they're gonna draft like drake may and then like you know fields is gonna like pout and like they're gonna like cut him with like you know the last week of the preseason or trade him for like a fifth round pick yeah or so, i could see may like getting injured in the first game and fields gets forced back in and like plays oh, better than he did this year oh like the uh like the uh um like what happened with jimmy garoppolo and uh mm-hmm. yeah trey lance oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on, actually that's 100 percent what's gonna happen i can see that happening for at sure. one million percent is that that's yeah. gonna happen but it's like oh god watching that that's gonna be a fucking nightmare for you it's going to be rough. Like I said, I, I mean, that, that one Ringer article put it very well and also smacked of what we had talked about earlier this season, which is <laughs> no matter what they do, it'll be the wrong choice because it's oh, the yeah. Bears. Yeah, for so sure. Either they pick Williams and they should have picked May or the other way around, or they decide not to pick one of them and both of them go on to become generational quarterbacks or <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be the right choice. <laughs> to me, it's definitely like, and they were like, oh, they could trade fields. They're not good. They're not going to trade him, and they're going to take a quarterback. You just know Mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen. And then they're going to be like... Before "Mm." you trade someone, you want to make sure you tank their value. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly Exactly right. That's that's what the Broncos are doing with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really take away any value they might have. They're like, we're going to telegraph we absolutely are going to cut this fucking person. (laughs) We're not even going to try to trade this fucking albatross of a deal. We hate him. NFL football is fucked. Especially when you think you think about that in comparison to what the Texans managed to do with Watson, and by just keeping him out and paying him, <laughs> they ended up getting two first-round picks. Right? That's true. Incredible, just incredible. I guess I think we just gamed it out, actually. <laughs> yeah, did we, did we solve it? The Fields is going to be traded to the Broncos. Oh my god! And then the Bears are going to send Russell Wilson for one point three million dollars. <laughs> And then that means the Broncos have to pay like thirty-eight million to him next year. Mm-hmm. So be a good cheap move for sure. That would be who wouldn't want to do that? I like I don't know. I, that seems like a good move. To, I mean, Russell Wilson no. is a fucking weirdo. Yes. Let's talk about. Can we talk about this? This is yes. insane. Or do you yeah, want? Do we have Russell more stuff Wilson about talk. the Bears? Do we talk? Do we even talk? What even happened to them? I don't no, even know what happened. Did they win? Did they lose? Yeah, they beat up on the cards. Um, oh, that's they started right. out twenty-one-seven and then held on to win twenty-seven-sixteen. So they still they even covered the spread, much to my dismay. Same. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we covered all the noteworthy stuff from that game. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on to to Russ talk. <laughs> it's so crazy. This is a breaking. This is like a story that's been breaking throughout the day. And the first original headline I saw was like from Bronco. <laughs> this and this really smacks of like russ's fucking guys just like muddying the waters as the day mm-hmm. went on the first, they were like they're gonna uh, um broncos are gonna sit russell in the last two games to like preserve his health mm-hmm. that was it i was like oh okay yeah, huh. and then it's like throughout the day it's like oh is russ is russ getting cut before march i'm like oh they still technically can make playoffs this is weird and then by the time we started doing this pod it was like russell wilson's out in denver it's over mm-hmm. yeah the mood has been shifting dramatically on that one <laughs> for real and so in you- that game russ goes 25 for 37 for 238 yards which is like his stat line all goddamn season long i swear to god yeah uh, with two touchdowns and no interceptions, but he takes five sacks and he fumbles twice. He didn't mm. lose either fumble, but he did fumble twice. I mean, it's bad, but it's not the worst of his performances, right? I mean, it's not Russ last year. Yeah, yeah. But I think to your point, the real takeaway here is that he's just got to be such a goddamn weirdo Yeah. that nobody wants him around, right? That, just because if you're, if you're Sean Payton and you're Denver, I don't, I just really don't know where you go to get the same, like, who, who are you going to bring in? 
that's going to be better as a football player. Yeah, that you could actually fit under the cap. Yeah, especially when you're paying out all this dead money. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it seemed inconceivable that he would be out after this year. But it's like, they must hate him so much. And their owners are so wealthy that they just don't give a shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of it, too. Yeah, he, so he, he led two touchdown drives with two two with two successful two-point conversions in the fourth quarter to tie the game up at 23 (laughs) and like i'm sorry but if you want to like hang this fucking game on russ did you see what happened like mims muffed a kickoff took it out and then it got punched out and returned for a touchdown so new england had the first 14 point touchdown i've ever seen in my life (laughs) and it's just like okay you're gonna hang that one on russ like Right. This right. New England offense, which is horseshit, basically was, you know, putting it on you for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, he must just be such a, a, a ding dong. And like, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, everything, everything we hear about him as a person is like, he just sucks to be around. Yeah. I think that's, that's the only read you can really take. Like, as far as catch all stats go, right? Like you have QBR, which I think ESPN leans on a lot. And in QBR this season, he is ranked 21st. That's not great. Let's see. In passer rating, in the old school passer rating, he's ranked 7th. <laughs> So there's certainly a gap there. And then let's check one more thing. Let's check the DVOA guys for their their stats. Okay, so in DVOA, he is down there in the 30s, Oh, no way. He is wedged right between Joe Flacco and Mitchell Trubisky. How's Flacco down there? Uh, that's a good question. How so is actually, Trubisky? Like, he's better than Trubisky. He has to be. They actually covered... He, he is right ahead of Trubisky right now. They actually covered a little bit of the Joe Flacco thing. Uh, essentially, from an advanced stats perspective, it seems like he's benefited from incredible amounts of luck in his stats. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> and also hasn't done it against very good pass defenses. So that's why Flacco's, he's basically a neutral in terms of a DVOA. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you know... I guess I guess you've seen improvement from him that you'd want to see for bringing in Sean Payton, but like to your point, what's the plan? Because right now the plan is Jarrett Stidham, right? That can't be, and that that can't be your plan. Yeah, no, seriously. And like, I think the guy I I threw out there was Jacoby Brissett. Maybe after this year. I mean, I want all the teams to want Jacoby Brissett. Anybody who has a bad quarterback situation. It's so funny what is happening in Washington. I just, I don't understand. I would think it was funnier if I hadn't been counting on them to lose both games and Jacoby Brissett came back in and made them competitive. <laughs> yeah, okay, that that stinks, but... I'm pretty mad about that part of it because I was watching the score <laughs> of that one. I was like, ah, baby, got I got this one in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Cooked. 21 nothing, baby. It took him a while to make the change. Let's look at the stat lines here. Sam Howell, 6 for 22 for 56 yards. Two what? interceptions. 6 of 22? He had a QBR of 1.7. <laughs> 6 of 22. And he Jacoby completed comes in tw- and goes 29% of his passes? Yep. <laughs> 13 for 100 and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what took him so long to make that change. It makes even less sense when you consider that the same thing happened to the commanders the just a week, week ago. ago. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it's probably I think Robo Ron's probably out in Washington at you the end of the year. You would think so. Uh, let's see here. What are the Chiefs just gonna grab the enemy and send your so boy the- Nagy into the into the sun the week prior? Sam Howell goes eleven for twenty six for one hundred and two yards. One TD, one interception, and it's replaced by Jacob Brissett, who goes eight for ten for 124 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> if you're Jacoby Brissett, what are, what are you saying? You're just like, what in right? the fuck is going on? <laughs> they come and say, "Hey, man, I think we need you to come in." He's like, "You think?" <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> what do you think he's? <laughs> what what can you say? I, I just. Yeah. What do you say? I have no idea. I have no idea. He currently has a QBR of 95. Oh, booyah! <laughs> that has to be the highest. It probably is. By, a, by a mile. Yeah, it's 100 yeah. is the max. Yep. And he's got a Q, He's got a, a passer rating of 146. Oh, holy moly. 
Oh man, it's Jacoby. Yeah, so that's another confusing situation there for sure. But yeah, I would say it probably makes sense for other teams to go for him. Like I don't know, say the Cleveland Browns or the New York Jets, who both could have done that. Well, he can't go to Cleveland because they fucked him out of there for. Yeah, yeah, no I wouldn't reason. be thrilled to resign there at this point. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, put him in Atlanta. We can finally get our there Falcon, <laughs> get our Falcons in liftoff mode. Yeah, that would be that would be fun to watch for sure. Oh my god. Well, who do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about our our SC South championship choice, or yeah, do you want they, to? <laughs> we can talk about them because they're basically just like I don't know. The they most just confusing. They were in the coffin. They were fucking in the coffin. They were buried, and then a fucking hand just reached out of it, and I said, what is happening? Yes, the the hand of Taylor Heineke version 2.0, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a guy you needed to fuck off out of Washington so Sam Howell could come and stink up the place. The QB carousel is so silly. It's so goofy. I just remember being like, oh, gosh, man, Jacoby Brissett over, like, the best guy they had was Heineke, and he sucked. <laughs> nah. <laughs> we gotta r- ride the Sam Howell train. I don't <sighs> understand it. So, yeah, somehow they win 29-10 to 10 in that game. They give Bijan the ball a lot. That might I mean, be a good idea. Not enough, though. I think Still not enough. He 19 had touches. Ten, yeah, but he had nine catches, right? Uh, seven catches. So, yeah, 12 carries. 12 and I, carries. And Cordero, I think, ran the ball seven times and mm-hmm. averaged like two yards a carry or something. <laughs> Yeah, 12, 12 for 72 for Bijan, 7 for 26 for Corderell. <laughs> oh, my buddy. It's not what you want. My buddy, almost four yards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Falcons The Falcons have been killing me in picks. I'm, I'm excited. I want them to pull out the NFC South just because it would be hilarious. But uh, Tampa was too powerful, though, because we I was counting on Jacksonville to get have, like, I was too. have a get right, but yep. Baker put them in the ground. <laughs> Yeah, let's go over. This is the the results for the Falcons this year. They don't, they they don't make any sense. Losses early to the to Lions the and Jags. Worst right? teams. Okay. Yeah, well, so the Lions that and Jags. Right. The lo- yeah. Their losses are insane. They They've beat lost the Texans. To the worst teams I've ever even heard of. Yeah, they beat the Texans. Then they lose to the Commanders. <laughs> lose to the Sam Howell show. They beat the Bucks and then lose to the Titans, Vikings, and Cardinals in back to back back weeks. <laughs> the Vikings, I guess. The Cards, they're just cursed. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I loved. I was like, I love the Falcons. They're gonna be fun. So what happens? The team that has cursed my existence crushes my dreams again. <laughs> then you go then you go wins over the saints and jets and you say okay all right now this team is you know they're they're in the driver's seat here and then they lose to the bucks in a close one in fairness is that and right? to the panthers the pan that's it's inexcusable and i mean you go, okay this is the end of the road they're toast and then they come and beat the colts by 19 <laughs> the colts are like make no sense that they're any good what the tied hell? for the first for first in the afc south essentially yeah i guess they still no they're not because houston no they lost too yep the afc south it's a three-way tie wild ahead at top of the afc south oh my god that's insane there's a lot of chaos going on right now in the division races <laughs> that's crazy that all three of them lost and it's both the Souths. So yeah, both Souths. The Jags, are. Colts, and Texans are all eight and seven right now. With let me see, uh, all with a negative point differential. <laughs> yeah, of course. And in the NFC South, the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints. The Bucks are eight and seven, but the Falcons and Saints are both seven and eight. And actually, the Bucks and they all they all have better point differentials than all of the AFC South teams. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What on earth? So no one knows what's happening right now in those in those two divisions. Yeah, those two divisions are no. I say no. I agree. I think that's a good call. Um, I'm just looking at the standings a little more closely now. The Lions are now tied for the best record in the NFC after San Francisco got worked by Baltimore. Bum, 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 bum. What would the tiebreaker be there? Conference. Let's go conference. Uh, it's a little tough. The Niners are nine and one in the conference. Jeeps. Yeah, we gotta win out, and they have to lose to like whatever like yeah the seahawks or something yeah that makes it a little tougher okay never mind then for a second there i was like wait is there still one one seed possibility there, i mean but there is though they yeah. just have to lose i just that's true that's true straight loss would work but you're, yeah you're not going to win the tiebreaker at this point i guess see they have to lose to either <laughs> the washington commanders i mean jacoby Brissett. <laughs> that would be so funny if jacoby Brissett just cooked them I would love it if he cooked him in the first half, and then they replaced him with <laughs> Sam Howell for the second half. And then the Rams, 
the Rams, if the Lions beat the Cowboys, could do us the biggest favor on earth. That would be, that'd be amazing. Maddie Stafford just cutting them up. I mean, it yeah. could be for their playoff lives, though. Yeah, yeah. Or at least for seeding, depending on what happens. That would wow. be so funny. All right. Were there any other games from last week you wanted to talk about? Do you want to discuss the Browns and what exactly happened in that one? Because I am still a little bit lost on it. That one is confusing. Um, whatever the fuck happened in Kansas City yeah. was insane. That's and probably a good one to go with. Baltimore Kansas City one molly whopped San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Chiefs game real quick because I'm gonna start by saying what an atrocious experience to watch that game. <laughs> oh yeah, you had to start Christmas off. That was ghastly. It was brutal. ghastly, brutal. <laughs> so the Chiefs obviously didn't play very well. No, but it's also kind of fair to say that with if not for their two turnovers in a row there for touchdowns, they probably would have won anyway. Did I see that Aiden O'Connell didn't like complete a pass in the second half? That's that's what I had read, but I'm checking it. Right Right now, that going can't be play. He, he went, for the game. Crazy. He was nine for twenty-one <laughs> for sixty-two yards. Sixty-two yards. Somehow the Chiefs let Zamir White rush for one hundred and forty-five yards. <laughs> On only 22 carries. Don't know how that happens. I guess holy he had a long of 43, moly. so if you take that away, it's 21 for 102, and he's doing just the grinder out sort of game. But yeah, still. I mean, still five yards of carry is good. Yeah. Even You have to have at least one good run on that, Yeah, usually. So two uh, long Samir, runs. Samir White, Samir White, incomplete. Samir White, wow. incomplete, incomplete. <laughs> uh, incomplete, Samir White, sack. <laughs> Samir White, Samir White, Samir White, Samir White. Incomplete, incomplete. Now we're running out of drives here. Samir White, Samir White, Amir Abdullah for a change. Samir hey. White, Samir White, incomplete. <laughs> and the final drive of the game, Samir White, Samir White, Samir White. Neil, Neil, Neil. <gasps> so that's correct. Zero complete passes in the second half for Aiden O'Connell. I mean, that, what do you say? It's not what you want. That is the most, yeah, I mean, I, I said it, I said ghastly, and that's, that's about all you can say. How do you lose a complete game? complete his passes. You didn't complete a pass in the second half. In fact, if I'm reading this right, I think he only completed passes on one drive. <laughs> Seven, eight, <laughs> nine. Yes. In the field, the 15-play field goal drive that the Raiders had in the first quarter, he completed nine passes, and he didn't complete any passes in the other drives of the game. So it's safe <laughs> to say that Tommy Townsend completed a fake punt, mm-hmm. like in the second quarter or third quarter, and mm-hmm. Aiden O'Connell did not. The Correct. Chiefs punter completed more <laughs> passes in the second half than Aiden yes, O'Connell did? that is correct. Okay. And, like, let's also, like, <laughs> wait, what happened here? Oh, man, that's right. And then the Chiefs had the, the direct snap to Pacheco that they fumbled yep. for a touchdown. Yep. Then the next play was a pick six. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I think the other bad sign you have from that game is that uh, Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing attempts. Never like that. Or, sorry, rushing yards. But oh. he was almost there in attempts. He, he had 10 attempts to Pacheco's 11. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's you didn't great. like uh, Pacheco's eleven carries for twenty six yards with <sighs> one twelve yard rush. That's that's pretty rough to see. So ten for fourteen. Yeah, something is ten for fourteen. Yeah, I guess Antonio Pierce is just the man there. I, I guess so. I was Carrie and I were like just dying at the sideline reporter talking about what like his what he was saying to like his players. He's like, yeah. I want him to play with vengeance and hatred. And violence. I'm like, yeah, get him. Like, all right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, so besides, be, let's go ahead and, and turn the focus to, to the upcoming week here, week 17. Besides Detroit and Dallas, which is the only Saturday game, Excited. the big one's Miami-Baltimore, right? Yeah. What do you what do you think is going on with that one? What's the line there? Like, five? Uh, Baltimore is favored by three and a half, is what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like Baltimore. It seems a little low, right? Yeah, I, would, I was going to say five and a half. Yeah, I'm seeing three and a half. And I I mean, I think the Ravens still need to win it in order to sew up the one seed. Because if the Dolphins win it, they'll have the same record and then the Dolphins will have the head-to-head. Yeah, so it seems like a pretty important game. Yeah, 
And I know Miami has been pretty good against them. I was looking at like their historical games, um, which, you know, for non-divisional opponents only helps so much. But the game where Miami put up a bunch of points on them was Baltimore's defense last year before the Roquan Smith trade. Yeah. And they've really turned around since then. And then this season, they've been way better than they were last year. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to get that 42-point outburst that you had last time. Yeah, and that was like a weird game, too, where mm-hmm. didn't Miami like score a ton of points? in the fourth quarter yeah yeah, like a huge rush of points all at the end trying to think about why and it's in baltimore too yeah i'm taking a look right now so so from a dvoa standpoint the ravens are obviously number one not really surprising it's so hard for me to see what they did to like a kyle shanahan offense and then you go and now you're playing like kyle shanahan like Uh with a twist offense that hasn't been as good this year and now Mm. you're expecting me to think they're only going by three when they just pantsed the niners right with dinged up tyree kill and jalen waddle like yeah jalen waddle just like died poor (laughs) carry yeah and i think it's safe to say also that there's no way that the ravens are gonna let ronnie mustard there just (laughs) down their throats all game finally someone called him ronnie mustard (laughs) we had to do it ourselves <laughs> that to be fair comes from Carrie's stepbrother. It's a good name. It's so funny. I was like, <laughs> yes. He's like, I don't watch football, but I have a fantasy team, so I call this guy Ronnie Mustard. I'm like, I will forever call him Ronnie Mustard. Yeah. You got you got a couple converts now. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, that's so that's how I think of the game and like I, I I can't see I can't see it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I don't I don't I know that the Ravens are susceptible to weird games. Their losses this season have yeah. all been weird, but it seems like divisional fuckery is usually at play there when that happens. And also that all their important pieces are healthy right now. Like they're they're rolling. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be one thing if if they didn't have as much to play for at this point, but they still do. So I think winning this, they they seal up the one seed and then have a chance to rest guys in week 18 yeah i guess they have like miami has a little rest advantage yeah they true. didn't have to travel last week baltimore did so well, I don't yeah know. i i just can't see it though i like baltimore and yeah. i like agreed. the Lions. agreed the rest of the games this week i think kind of suck <laughs> i mean dallas and detroit that's a decent well, yeah I, yeah i was that's counting that one, one. As, yeah, as already mentioned yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we already mentioned that one you're not excited for the consensus questionably qualified <laughs> choice for nfc south champion traveling to your chicago bears you don't like that game i mean i had to say that i'm personally excited because <laughs> there's so much at stake for you and i in that game <laughs> where the bears obviously should lose mm-hmm. it would be beneficial for them to lose but also i want fields to play well but also i want the falcons to have a chance at the nfc south heading into the last weekend there's just a lot there's a lot going on there's there. a ton going on there you don't like green bay and joe barry's dog shit defense going to minnesota with playoff implications i mean Sus- mullins dropped 400 at the lions <laughs> suspending their best cornerback for going to the coin flip at his home his hometown stadium because and that's so, somehow conduct detrimental to the team we didn't talk about this but mike lafleur is a fucking weenie what are the, <laughs> what what are the details again he wasn't a captain for the game so <laughs> yeah yeah so he just went to the coin toss he wasn't designated as a captain by the team, but he just decided he wanted to. He wanted to be the one to do the coin toss since he was back in his hometown. Yes. And, like, he was all pro. <laughs> was he or pro bowl last year? He was pro bowl last year. I think pro bowl last year, yeah. Yeah, and, like, so he's a really good player, but they've been having tons of issues. Like, he won't play, they think, because he's, like, pretending to be hurt, they think. I don't know. I didn't hear a lot, a ton of this. But what I would say is that if you are a pro bowl corner on Joe Barry's defense, you have every right to be like, fuck this. <laughs> so apparently he called he called it when he wasn't supposed to. He got it. And he was supposed to defer. Like apparently Mike LaFleur was like, I told the referees we defer, so no matter what they say. And he almost made it so we didn't take the ball or something. For the for the record, just real quick, it's Matt LaFleur. Oh my bad. Mike's the other one. Yeah, the I, bet, yeah. I had to double check because you said it and i was like wait is that the right that's the that wrong the right one before? you're right that's, that's the other one that's coaching and bumblefuck in the middle of probably central no he was where was he uh, well he was with the jets <laughs> yeah he yeah nathaniel hackett took his they job they had to boot him for hackett you know like, like you do. 
All right, all right. Yeah. And I just, what the fuck? I just... So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's such a weird situation, but yeah, so he was supposed to defer, but he kept saying they wanted to be on defense, and the referee was like, what? are you sure? Because <laughs> if you say defense, yeah. then the other team can choose the choose ball in the, the ball second, in half. second half. <laughs> so, that, whatever. So now you suspend him for a game. for Just like, yikes. What a st- and then just to just to finish the story out, the Packers then proceed to put the Panthers into a body bag, only to let them out in the fourth quarter with some Joe Barry magic. The only dude that could make the Panthers look like a competent offense. Yeah, Bryce Young with a one ten passer rating. <laughs> he broke three hundred yards for the first time <laughs> against Joe Barry. All things are possible. Oh my God! Like what the just. <laughs> Joe Barry's gonna be fired. He has to be. Yeah. At some so, yeah, point. No, I'm not. I'm not particularly excited for that game. I would say. Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bengals talk about like the the duddiest dud of games that probably seem really exciting coming into the season. Yeah. I, yeah. You know the schedule makers were like, oh, this one's gonna be toasty. Week 17, Chiefs. Oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah. Not so you, exciting at this point. You don't want to see Easton Stick travel to Denver to take on Jarrett Stidham? <laughs> Jarrett Stidham. Oh, my God. It doesn't sound yeah, good to you. you know, what I really don't want to do, <laughs> I always, Cat always makes fun of me because when I'm writing the picks this time of year, I'm always like, God, there's so many games. <laughs> like When you're not in the bye weeks. Yeah, too many. I'm trying to write 16 of them. Way too many. And I'm really not excited <laughs> to try to come up with some sort of angle on why I'm picking either Easton Stick or Jared Stidham in that game. <laughs> it might be as simple as I'm just like, you know what? The Broncos are giving three and a half points. I don't want to have anything to do with Jared Stidham giving points. I'm taking the Chargers. <laughs> that still work. is crazy to me. How about, we talked about Miami, Baltimore, good. <laughs> These are these are bad. They're bad. You don't like a a Gannon revenge game in Philly? <laughs> I guess it could be actually. It could be kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, he gets to go against Matt Patricia. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to Kyler just cooking the Eagles I can and see like happening. Philly burning itself to the ground mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. lose the cards. Yeah, that would be ugly. Oh, that would be so funny. Just ah oh man, Philly lose Bucks. Yeah, maybe a weird NFC South. I mean, we really need New Orleans to win. I think. Yes, we do very much. <laughs> so big time pulling for. And I feel like I almost feel like I need to pick New Orleans in that one. Let me see what the line is on that one right now. I don't know, man. Baker's. I think Baker's reached his final form. Uh, so the Saints are getting two and a half. That is that is the classic Vegas <laughs> home line. <laughs> don't care. Here you go. <laughs> The Saints are getting two and a half, and I think I have to take them because Baker's doesn't it just feel right no. that the Falcons beat the Bears and the Saints beat the Bucks, and all three teams are eight and eight heading into the final oh, week man, of the well, season? Now we got to look what happens in the last week. I mean, that feels like the right outcome for all this stuff. That's what I think too. And then the Falcons play the Saints in Week 18. So there you go. And then who do the Bucks? The Bucks get. Do they get their other guys? The Panthers. The Bucks. Get the the Bucks. It's, so, it's over. Panthers. <laughs> the Bucks got this, right? Oh man. I guess what's the tie? Oh, we're gonna look. I can't. I cannot get into tiebreakers of the NFC South. Looking no, ahead this no, far. No, we don't no, need to do no, that. no. Don't don't do that. Don't That's do it. Idea. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't let yourself get drawn into that, that hole. Yeah, you, you don't you don't like uh, the AFC South Battle of the Titans, Tennessee at Houston. Uh, is it Case Keenum or is it Davis Mills this time? <laughs> I can't believe we haven't touched the reemergence of Davis Mills. Yeah, our I mean, dude did do well. I know somehow somehow Davis Mills and Joe Flacco out here ruining my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that cursed. line that line has moved to Houston minus five. CJ's got to be back then, right? I think he's practicing. I, yeah, I don't think he's like a hundred percent going to play. Yeah, I think he's practicing. This, yeah, because there's no way that line would shift to that otherwise. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the picks. Yeah, I've, I've been enough thinking about some of these lines. Yeah. Um, so I haven't spent as much time as usual recording this on Wednesday, which is relatively early for us in the the usual cadence. So I haven't really finalized the four that I like the most, but let's just let's bounce these back and forth and see what we what we want to settle on. 
I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons plus three in Chicago. <laughs> John! <laughs> John! I actually love that they're getting a standard home line. It's just the three. This is a... Oh, they're... Yeah. This is a home line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a seven and eight Falcons team traveling to play a six and nine Bears team with presumably Taylor Heineke playing again? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. So with presumably Taylor Heineke under center for the Falcons. I don't know. I just... I like getting points, I think, in the match with those two teams. <laughs> yeah, but to me, I'm just worried, like, I don't know. It feels like Heineke so the, is going to just turn the ball over a ton against the Bears. And, and the Bears' run defense is way better than I thought it was. Yeah, it is pretty good. So they are currently, the Bears are currently third in run defense DVOA. Wow. They're only 18th against the pass, so they're pretty solid, you know, overall. But yeah. yeah, third against the run. And in theory, that's what Atlanta would be good at. But I also don't know what Atlanta yeah. is good at or what they think they're good at. To me, they're good at throwing to Bijan out of the backfield. <laughs> yes. It feels that like when be- they do that, they win. And it's like yeah. com- horrendously inefficient, but it somehow works. How about, I, mean, I think we've already talked about this one enough. I like Baltimore minus three and a half against Miami. Yep, I like that one. Okay. I don't know why that's uh, at home, why it's that low. I would have thought that it would be up at, up at four or five after the way that the Ravens thumped San Francisco this past week. Same. So I, t- I mentioned it earlier, and you were not a big fan of my Jaguars minus six and a half against the Panthers. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I hate, I just hate the Jags this year. We talked all about how inefficient they are and how like hard everything is for their offense. So And they've been so bad lately. I understand that. However, the Jags are eight and seven, and they're at home, and they're giving less than a touchdown to the two and thirteen Carolina Panthers. Sure, sure, John. But consider <laughs> it this way: what are their records each in the last two games? It's <laughs> a good point. But Joe Barry is also not the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars. Critically, that's true. That's true. It's going to really be a rock fight here, and that's the only reason I'm like, yeah, give me points. I would take the Panthers if I if I had to pick this game. I hate this game. Do you do you like the Lions getting six enough to go with it? Because I like the Lions getting six. I like terrified of like the Cowboys going up fourteen nothing. Yep, and, and then it's Micah over. Parsons yep. eating Jared Goff's yep. face. That's that's the thing with that game. It's just like it's so yeah. It's so just like ugh. If the Lions go like to me, it feels like it, at any point if the Lions go up, they can do things to slow and like I think. Throughout the season, Dallas has been really... I bet it's like a tail... They're the same. They're both mm-hmm. really bad from playing from behind. Yeah. But yeah, that's De- very true. But Detroit is not... Like, they they can't just pin their ears back and get you. And they've been doing some things the last couple of weeks that have ha- actually made them a little harder to, like, deal with when they have a lead. Like, a little more like like uh, Iffy Melon Fonwu has been, like, uh, coming in on blitzes really well. But mm-hmm. they're... They're awful with like more or less awful with it with a lead on defense so dallas could get back into the game if dallas goes up it's it's gonna be rough if it could be good yeah it could get bad fast right and that so yeah that's kind of what you're betting if you take the lines plus six you're just saying detroit gets out to a faster start and they kind of just throw punches back at each other yeah do you prefer this one's kind of interesting it makes me think that maybe tyrod taylor is getting the start in new york he is okay. uh, tommy cutlitz is benched only favored by five and a half over the giants <laughs> oh man i still kind of like it though i think i mean the rams have looked really good oh we're taking the rams that's what i was thinking that's who i would take yeah i like that better I, yeah that's i would i like that one okay because i mean the rams have just been they've been scoring on yeah yeah i, I like, like that better than the jag honestly okay. for sure okay let's see i write that in there rams minus five I just hate the Jags. I mean, they've been really bad. It just it just seems like it's a the Panthers. Yeah, I know overreaction line to me, where it's like, okay, I know the Jags haven't been good, but like, yeah, I mean, it's just so weird. Like sometimes they see. can figure out how to like Ridley can wreck a game, so it's like Ridley will just go off for like 180 yards and a touchdown, and you're like, what? Yeah, so like I know they haven't been good, but their four losses, they lose to Cincinnati 34 to 31 in overtime in a game that they probably should have had, but Jake Browning brought the Bengals back. <laughs> then they lose to Cleveland 31 to 27 and the unstoppable Joe Flacco. <laughs> Then they yes. lose to Baltimore, which I don't think anyone shames anybody for yep. anymore, right? Yeah, <laughs> <That's>... yeah. <laughs> and then last week is the real one that doesn't make any sense. Getting crushed by Tampa Bay is wild. Baker just... That one's the most troubling to me because Smoke the Jags' it. defense had been playing really well. 
and to have them just get worked by Baker is uh, weird. I think they're just in a funk. Yeah. Like, when you lose, you know, four games in a row, it's like, oof. They went down 30 to nothing in that game against the Bucks. Just getting, holy man. Wow. Wow. That's something else. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And I think Lawrence is also playing through, like, multiple injuries at this point, which I'm sure isn't helping. Yeah, he's he's banged up. Like, that still of him just getting brushed. Yeah. Just went viral. Oh, God. That's like, you see something like that, and you're just like, football just feels like, a picture like that makes me feel, like, icky for, like, watching it. Because that is like, that's like the thing where they're like, it's like getting in a car accident. Like, right. that picture is a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. Do you like the Niners minus 13 at Washington? I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I mean, I like it, but I hate that game. I'm but, just scared yeah. of Jacoby Brissett. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I like it. I would take the Niners in this one if I had to pick it. I mean, it. they win by 13 all the time. Yeah, I know. It's not a big deal for them. I think, I, I think like, this is kind of the one where it's like, wills are going to be broken. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on defense but i like that okay okay so maybe i'll do that one and i'll take the but it's like oh god other ones that are curious to me let's see we could do something with the Bengals getting seven in kansas city uh, maybe i was like i looked at these before we started talking i was like ah easy now i hate them all yeah i should have i yeah. should have i should have picked them when i was more cocksure the Vikings minus two against the Packers is the most just gross line <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I really want to take the Vikings here because the Packers seem to be in disarray and I feel like they could just work that defense. That defense is falling apart. It seems like it's crumbling. Like everything is crumbling a little bit yeah. in Green Bay right now with the defense leading the way, obviously. And hey, Minnesota's gotten the better of them a couple <sighs> times over the past couple of years. Yeah, but now I'm remembering like Hawkinson's done for the season. I wonder Addison if, got banged up. Yeah, I was it's like, still I Nick Mullins. Addison's going to be back. I mean, yeah, I mean the Nick Mullins experience, right? Joe Bear's de- Joe Bear's defenses don't make turnovers. So if you're still throwing right. for 400 yards without the four interceptions, <laughs> now you're really cooking. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I hate that one. We we don't need to do that one. Yeah, that one. agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's all I got. I think we got to go with the Niners for that last pick and just say, hey, they'll get right back to thumping people now that they're not playing Baltimore. I weirdly like the Seahawks at three and a half. Three, you like the, I like. the, the, the half makes me real nervous on that one. The only thing for that is that like I feel like my boy, the Big Bopper, came out and balled out a little bit. And now I think we're going to get true Big Bopper who's going to come in and just be dog shit. Gino is back, right? Yeah. Wait, okay. is he? Ooh. So it's no I, yeah, I think he is. Lock. I think he is. I think he is, yeah. Okay. I know he played last week. Yeah. Okay, because that does make a difference, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how many games the Seahawks have won by more than three points this year. They beat Detroit by six, somehow. Carolina by ten. And the Giants by 21. They haven't won a game by more than three points since week eight. <laughs> When they beat Cleveland 24-20. to The time is now. Since then, they squeaked past Washington, Philly, and Tennessee. Ugh, yikes. Philly? Tennessee. I mean, they beat Philly. Yeah. In yeah, the lane. They beat Philly. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is now 8-7, and seven, so they don't need this game in order to keep Tomlin's streak alive. They could always count on beating a Ravens team resting their starters in the final week. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not changing that one. Okay, so the five, the four we're going to go with, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> plus three in Chicago, the Ravens minus three and a half versus the Dolphins, the Niners minus 13 at Washington. I'm not too worried about the home field advantage there. And the Rams minus five and a half at the Giants. All right. Cool. All right, bud. Well, I'm excited to talk about the games this week. We are only one full slate away from the end of the, the season for the, the Questionably Qualified NFL podcast. Amazing. We did it. Almost. We did. We're almost there. All right, bud. Enjoy New Year's, and I will talk to you on the other side. Sounds good, man.